friends, you're listening to Make Out Already, and today Molly guest host helped me recap Girls Weekend by CM Nascosta. I did not know going in that this would be Molly's first proper romance novel, and I am so grateful that she was willing to talk about horny orcs and part fay fuckboys with me. We also talk about Eurocentric beauty standards, generational wealth, and whether Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are actually together. It's all wilder than a trio of elf ladies looking for a good time. Spoilers ahead. Molly, you were just telling me that you think this is the first actual romance that you've ever read, and it was a monster one. (laughs) That's true. I think maybe like in high school, I read some like romantic books where it was always like a girl goes to visit her divorced dad who lives at the beach and she vaguely has sex for the first time or whatever but this is definitely the first book I've read with orc penis descriptions in it (laughs) yes very detailed orc penis descriptions I am grateful that you made the distinction between romantic books and romance because there was a thread on twitter today that people were freaking out about that Someone posted, tell me what your favorite romance novel was. And people were responding things like Gone with the Wind and Anna Karenina. And it's like they did not understand the assignment at all. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely the first of uh, the more explicit type of romance novels that I've read. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. Okay, so I have a synopsis and you can jump in. Um, You finished this more recently than I did, so you can jump in and correct me if I'm forgetting things. I'm sure I am. (laughs) Uh, So basically, this is about Luriel, Reese, and Silva. They're all co-workers and Luriel and Reese had planned a trip to a nudist resort with their friend Dinah. And then Dinah backs out because she's met someone on one of the apps and they invite Silva, who's kind of their newer friend. Uh, They think she's kind of prissy and perfect. So they don't tell her exactly what kind of vacation spot they're going to. And uh, we should also mention that all the women are elves and that the resort is famous for attracting a lot of big green horny orcs. Are they green or are they gray? I think green. It was a lot of like his sage skin, his forest green skin. So, gotcha. <laughs> so Riss, who hilariously works in human resources, she just wants to get, quote, spit roasted. And she just wants to spend the whole weekend basically having hedonistic public sex. She would be, if this were Bridesmaids, the Melissa McCarthy of the group, or maybe the Wendy McLendon Covey of the group. It's been so long since I've seen Bridesmaids, so I'll have to take your word on that. But um, the term spit roasted is really seared into my brain. It's not something I've heard previously. But uh, just so that's something that she would be interested in, I think gives you a good idea of her character. (laughs) Yeah, I had never heard that term before either, but I immediately knew what it meant. I could visualize it. So yeah, also seared in my memory. I didn't get it right away until, spoiler alert, she does get spit roasted. And once we (laughs) got there and I was getting the description, I was like, okay, I've connected the dots. I'm happy for her that she manifested this for herself. (laughs) And I've learned something new. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So uh, Luriel is kind of like, yeah, I want to get laid, but she's not sure about the whole spit roasting thing. She just thinks (laughs) that she might have fun. 
with some hot orc. And she would be, I think, the Kristen Wig of the group because she's the one who has the most insecurities that she's dealing with. I do remember Kristen Wig's character a little better from Bridesmaids, and I would agree with that. And she was a little more of the kind of main protagonist, mm-hmm. I would say. And she was a little more chill, a little more easy to connect with, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree. And then Silva, she's just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. She's clutching her pearls. <laughs> she is shocked that this is happening she does not want to be groped by naked people she would be like the rose burn character with an ellie kemper rising okay i think yeah i think i'm following you (laughs) okay so the first night they go to dinner together and silva meets this charming server named tate we later learn that tate is part orc part elf and part fey and she goes and has a drink with him later and they hook up and then risk goes off in search of a buffet of men real quick what did you think of (laughs) what did you think of tate like off Um, the bat because they off the bat i was not into it oh okay why is that i kind of went back and forth i honestly just really hated the way they kept describing his mouth and his teeth and his smile and it was Mm -hmm. just giving me a creepy vibe and i guess maybe that's sort of part of the appeal a little bit but it was just not doing it for me in the beginning yeah the other girls were when we were in their inner monologue they thought that he was creepy they thought there was something sort of sinister about him yeah everyone kind of seemed to get a bad vibe except maybe for her yeah so she was into it so Luriel then goes off to the Roman baths where she's lured in by a very sexy and sweet talking orc named Cash so in my head, she had spotted earlier. Oh, yeah, she had already seen it on the way in. So this was kind of like a second meeting. Not so meeting, he was, but so he was the one that when they were pulling into the resort, he was coming out of the water, right? Like, yeah, I think Bond girl was style the term that they used that came up several times. How she had previously seen seen his dick waggling. Mm-hmm. So that's him. That's the one. So in my head, Cash sounds like Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I can see that. It was a lot of like slow draw, like honey, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that that checks out. He told her like, oh, you probably have some like fancy whimsical elf name like Bluebell or something. <laughs> and I can just, I don't know. He, he gave me Matthew McConaughey vibes, but definitely d- would not look like Matthew McConaughey. So they chat, they bond over talking about their dogs. I loved later in the book when we find out that her tiny little Yorkie basically is the boss of his much bigger dog and like rides around on that dog. Just sits back. on top of it. Yeah. It was very charming. <laughs> I liked that a lot too. So then he finger bangs her in the <laughs> hot tub thing. He does. Uh, the rest of the weekend is a lot of L'Oreal and Cash having a very sweet, fun, sexy time and L'Oreal being so sad because she's never going to see him again after this. Uh, Silva has a lot of hot sex and then a threesome with Tate and a lady orc. I was so caught off guard by the threesome. I was not prepared. I mean, it was very exciting when we got there, but I was not expecting that to pop up yeah especially not from silva because we're led to think that she's very prudish and innocent uh and riss and she finds out that tate isn't just a server he owns the business yeah 
I was unclear on if he owns the bar or the bistro or if they're one in the same. I think I I just finished this book this afternoon. So I, it's a little fresh from my brain. I'm pretty sure it says towards the end that he owns both the restaurant and the bar. And they're kind of like across the street from mm-hmm. each other. So it's two different businesses, but he owns both of them. Got it. And he has a very fancy loft as a result. Yeah. <laughs> and then... uh. Riss just has a pretty mediocre time where she's like, well, I guess I can cross that off my list. Yeah, I kind of wanted more for her. I feel like she she got her spit roasting and then that was kind of it, which I guess if that's all she wanted, that's fine. But yeah, there could have been something else going on. (laughs) She seemed to feel like very disenchanted by the whole thing, like kind of grossed out by it at the end. Yeah, the most excited. And then I think therefore like the most kind of let down. Yeah, very much a letdown for her. And she keeps coming back to the room and be realizing that she's the first one there and that her friends (laughs) are still out. And it was not at all what she had pictured. So they all go back to their lives and L'Oreal and Silva are all mopey over leaving their men behind. L'Oreal is shocked when she hears from Cash because she can't comprehend that he actually intends to keep seeing her because she has all these insecurities that basically revolve around her being heavier than other elves and insecurities because of that put in her head by her mom and by a shitty boyfriend that she had. Yeah. And Silva starts dating this very boring and respectable elf. They have boring, respectable sex. I think she describes it as adequate. Because I don't even know if it was that respectable because he was not very kind to her. No, he ended up being a real shit bag. Yeah. But she dates him for quite a while because she thinks that she's just expected. She knows she's expected to just settle down and be a good little house elf and have little elf babies. Seems to have a lot of pressure from her grandma in particular. Her grandma comes up a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but she can't forget Tate and Tate had told her something like, you know, tell me that you'll come back or you'll come back and you're not supposed to make deals with the Fae, Mm -hmm. but you know, she is hypnotized by the dick and (laughs) she does. And I don't know if it was through some kind of Fae magic that she does end up feeling compelled to go back because when L'Oreal and Cash go back to the resort to spend a weekend there where they they had met she hitches a ride she reunites with tate and cash is telling l'oreal like oh tate i i don't trust that guy like i don't like him at all and that's basically how it ends right yeah i was so shocked that was kind of the ending of it i was like okay and now we're gonna cut back to their apartment and see like what they're up to and like is he shady but it was just over and i was mm-hmm. like well I, I hope he's i hope he's chill i hope Tate's chill so i was very confused because i thought okay at in the end note it said like summer 2021 the next book would mm-hmm. come out but i don't think that it's out and i think huh. the one that is out is the minotaur one interesting maybe it got like delayed pandemic delays maybe maybe I'm not totally sure um I'm meant to look that up before we started recording if I'm wrong I will just correct it in the show notes but um yeah tell me what you liked about this and what you didn't like if anything um I think I mean just right off the bat like this 
being my first romance novel. I liked the novelty of it. It was Mm -hmm. fun. Um, I I don't read a lot of fantasy either. So it was kind of funny to like go along. I was reading it and would forget that there are elves and orcs and stuff. And I'd just, you know, be picturing kind of my brain like normal people and then be like his green fingers Mm -hmm. slip inside me or whatever. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, they're they're mystical creatures. Um, So that was kind of a fun element. I thought it did a really good job of kind of like painting the world. I could really like picture the little town and um, I don't know, all the big naked creatures walking around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was good. Um, as far as stuff I didn't like, I didn't like that there wasn't enough of, um, I, I kept pronouncing it Riz in my head, but were, were you saying Reese? Is that how you pronounced it? I think Riz. Riz there wasn't enough of her I kind of wanted a little bit more of I don't know even if she went back home and like started hooking up there I feel like we could have checked in with her again even after Mm -hmm. we left the resort um and then the other thing I wouldn't say I fully disliked it I just went back and forth a lot on Tate and I couldn't make up my mind whether or not I was on board with him Mm mm-hmm Yeah, I think that my big, I I agree with all the things that you liked. And I also like that I didn't know whose romance this was because there were three main characters until like two thirds of the way through the novel Mm -hmm. where it was clear that it was going to be L'Oreal who would definitely have a happy ending. Um, I didn't like that, like what you were saying about Riss, I wanted more from her, but also I felt like she was the only one who didn't fall in love on the trip and she had the worst time on the trip. And I would have loved it if she'd just like gotten her hoe on and been thrilled about it. Yeah. Like that, that would be like acceptable. Yeah. That's a good point because it was kind of like, she wanted to go get spit roasted and And like, it was fine. I, I didn't seem like she regretted it or anything, but it didn't seem like she really had fun. And like, yeah, if, you know, you're going to the nudist resort to hook up, you don't need to fall in love or whatever, but it would have been, I think more interesting to see her enjoy herself a little bit more and not just end up back in the room, like frustrated, like, ugh, like nobody's back. This is lame. So yeah, I would agree with that. I think justice for Riz. <laughs> justice for Riz. Okay. What else I have to go back and look at the text message I sent you because I'm so prepared. Okay. Uh, did you have a favorite heroine? Um, I think definitely L'Oreal was my favorite. Um, I don't know why I necessarily preferred her over um, Silva. I think maybe just she was a little more laid back. I got a little bit frustrated with like um, Silva kind of doing like, Silva of the day versus Silva mm-hmm. of the night. And I'm like, girl, you're on vacation. Just kind of like lean in. <laughs> so yeah. I got a little frustrated with that at times. Um, but L'Oreal, she was fun. Everybody can kind of relate to like having a little bit of insecurity and having to let that go and just kind of like have fun and uh not be in your head too much, maybe mm-hmm. when you're with a new person. So I really enjoyed her. And I think also the reason I maybe preferred her is that I liked her relationship with Cash more than I liked Silva's relationship with Tate. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of more fun to um, follow them, I think. Yeah, I kept waiting for Tate to do something really terrible and really yeah. sleazy. And like, I had this weird moment where at first I thought like, okay, is the lady orc Tate? Did Tate like shape shit? Oh. I don't know why I thought that. That's interesting. But like, 
I, it wasn't until I saw them both in the same room together yeah. that I was like, okay, <laughs> I believe that they are different people. Like the fact that he called her little dove and she called her yeah. little lamb and it just felt like. I did. That is one thing I didn't love. I do not like the nicknames. The weird QC nicknames make my skin crawl so much more than like any other thing that could ever be in a romance novel. What's the worst cutesy nickname that you've ever heard? Oh man. I don't know about ever heard, but in general, I hate baby. I think it is really weird to call your adult partner who you like have sex with your baby. (laughs) It grosses me (laughs) out. I don't like it. (laughs) That is so funny. Do I say baby? I think I mostly say babe, but I definitely say baby. uh, Babe is acceptable. I I call my dog baby sometimes. He is a baby. He is a baby. He'll be a baby until he's a million years old because he'll live forever and he's my tiny little baby. But like the person that I want to make out with is not a tiny little baby. I want that to be like a big adult man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's not a tiny baby. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I also would really hate for anybody to call me um, Little Dove or Little Lamb. I would hate that mm. almost as much. <laughs> I think Little Dove is kind of cute. Little Lamb, not so much because I think of a lamb going to the slaughter. Slaughter, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where my brain goes to, I think. Yeah. So I don't love that. But I also liked Luriel more just because Silva was doing like a dark Betty she was like with the whole <laughs> Silva of the night thing. Like, yeah. It just felt like, I don't know, like there was something that felt dangerous about what she was doing. And I kept like bracing myself for something really bad to happen to her. Yeah. Yeah. I, and maybe that's like part of the appeal for her is the danger. I think mm-hmm. the, I, I wasn't into Tate at the beginning. I didn't like his weird, creepy smile. I didn't like that he was giving off all his weird vibes to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then kind of in the middle, it I was a little more sold on him, yeah. I think. After they had that nice night and he, she stayed in bed with him in his apartment and he made and her breakfast. I liked all that. And then he lost me again when he makes that big like monologue to her about... Um, you're going to go live the life that you're expected to live and you're going to be so bored and you're going to have to work out in the gym to keep your body, to please your husband. But I wouldn't do any of that. So if like, you want me, you know where I'm at. Yeah, I would not care that? for that speech. And something that hadn't occurred to me until you just mentioned the thing about maybe she was drawn back to the resort because he was Faye and there was some sort of pull there. Cause as she was going through that terrible relationship with her boyfriend at home, his, the, lines from that horrible speech he gave kind of like they were replaying in her head as it went along and like was that just like replaying in her head as it was happening and it reminded her of that speech or was it some sort of like weird magic fey thing like that, an incantation yeah like that was like part that. of the spell that he put on yeah her. that would like draw her back that hadn't occurred to me until you mentioned that earlier and before I was like just an annoying shitty dude says some shitty stuff and it's stuck yeah. in my head but like maybe it was a spell kind of situation yeah I uh, I'd forgotten about the shitty speech and that was such a dick thing to do like I feel like the romance hero thing to do the speech he would have given her is you're going to have an amazing life no matter what you choose. I know yeah. that you're going to find what makes you happy because it's what you deserve. Like that would be. Yeah, that, that I would have. Yeah, if he would have done that instead. I think I would have been a lot more on board with him. But 
it was just delivered in such a smug, awful way that was not only kind of like a dig at her and her upbringing and her culture, Mm -hmm. but also just at her own like emotional (laughs) strength and intelligence and like uh, ability to kind of take care of herself in a way that I really didn't like Mm -hmm. at all. (laughs) Yeah, did not appreciate it. And with Luriel, she just felt like a person who cared about her friend. She had kind of similar family dynamics to Silva, but I feel like she was further along in processing them. Like she was aware that it was a thing that she had to work through. And I just like that she, you know, had normal ass problems and she was Mm -hmm. like, you know, I really like this guy and I'm trying to enjoy this while I can, but I'm going to be really sad when it's over, but I'm going to try to not project that on him. And I like that they just like got naked and went and watched fireworks. And yeah, it seemed nice. <laughs> and she had to like get past her fear of like, okay, I'm going to be naked in front of this guy. And yeah, they just had a lovely time. And I enjoyed that. Yeah, I think she was definitely the most relatable. He seemed like a very nice, almost said man, but work. And he is a man. I don't, he's a man to work. <laughs> a man to work, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he would have ever given a speech like that one Tate gave. He would have never said any of that. He would her. Dare. I liked their fun and flirty like text messages. I was just, I was very on board for them. Hope it works out. <laughs> yes, I I believe that it will. Okay, so I have a bunch of highlights because I always highlight a ton when I have an ebook, but there was one part in particular that really sealed the deal. <laughs> For me, it's like the thesis of who L'Oreal is and what her relationship with Cash is. So they go on this date and she's been freaking out every time that they hang out because she's like, what is he doing? Like, this was supposed to be over. Like, why is he still bothering with me? And she freaks out on him in a way that makes him feel like, oh, she doesn't want to see me again. And you can see him yeah. feel heartbroken about it. Like, okay, that's fine. And she goes into this whole thing about, look, there are some things you need to know if you want to date for real. My family is fucking crazy. I don't mean I have a zany uncle who wears a suit bowl on his head at Marielle. I mean, my mom is completely bananas. will hate that you're an orc. will probably bring a date for me the first time we have dinner with her and my dad. Um, and she's typing all this. She sat back breathing hard. It was all true. And if he wanted life in the real world, he was going to need to deal with real world bluebell. Leaning over the keyboard, she continued, my panties are huge. They're (laughs) high-waisted. They cover my whole ass. They're not sexy. They're not these tiny little things you want to take off with your teeth, but I'm not changing them for you. I'm not wearing thongs. I'm not wearing little hipsters. They're my underwear. (laughs) I have to wear them, not you. And then she thinks, he doesn't respond right away and she thinks that he she scared him off and then he says bold of you to assume that taking off giant panties with my teeth isn't my fetish (laughs) yeah that was super cute and Mm. also I agree high-waisted underwear or dye give me underwear that touches my bra or give me death but that does I think really encapsulate just that like she in their relationship is both just, I think, getting more comfortable with being in a relationship and just being herself. And she's just kind of learning to put it all out there. And he seems to be a very accepting person who really genuinely likes her. So she can learn to be more comfortable with just Mm -hmm. not having to pretend. So do you have 
anything that you highlighted or any scenes that stood out? I didn't highlight anything. I wish I would have thought to as I was going through it. Um, I was making you speed read. I was like, can you have this done <laughs> within a week? So I don't blame you. No, I was surprised how easy it was to get through. Honestly, you said it was like, oh, it's 200 pages. I was like, oh yeah, I think I can do it. But really it was a very easy and quick read. I <laughs> thought um, the spit roasting stuck in my brain, as we've mentioned, <laughs> um, the Tate speech stuck in my brain for worse ways that I didn't really uh, care for. I will say in general, just as far as uh, the writing and some descriptions and stuff, I was really impressed this being my first romance novel at how many different ways they came up with to um, describe a clit. <laughs> there were so many different ways they brought it up and described it. So I found that to be really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, it is hard to like keep coming up with fresh inventive ways to describe the clit. There is only yeah so many I think but they did a pretty good job uh and okay here's a question that I had but between different passages I got a little bit confused about logistics there were a couple mm -hmm. spots where they mentioned like uh, Cash could hold L'Oreal's, could like cup her whole head in one of his hands and she like could sit on one of his thighs. It seems like he's significantly bigger than mm -hmm. she is. And so if that's the general size difference between an orc and an elf, I just had a lot of questions about the logistics and how comfortable it is. I mean, they're obviously, they're saying they're enjoying having sex and that it's good, but like, what are, I would like to know more about the logistics, I guess, of the size difference. So. I'm pretty sure that this is the first monster romance that I've read technically. Like I've read alien romances that also had like very large men with very large penises. <laughs> um, I saw someone, okay. Spoilers for what if on Disney plus, which I know <laughs> that you don't watch any of the MCU stuff, Molly. And that's fine. That's why it's, <laughs> it, it's a lot. It's too much to catch up on, but there was an episode where, okay, you know who Loki is? Tom Hiddleston's yes. character? Okay, there's an episode of this animated series in which it's what if Thor were an only child and if Loki had been taken back to his real parents, the Frost Giants. Mm -hmm. So we see Loki show up in his Frost Giant form and he's like 10, 12 feet tall, like something crazy. And someone did the math using like <laughs> data on proportions and just like figured out that it would be it would be like your arm it huh. would be like your arm wow okay so okay then here's my second question do our elf vaginas special in some way that they have some sort of like magic in them <laughs> that they, they have can... to be because they have to be because even if he's saying, if they're saying that he can cup her whole head in one of his hands and he fingers her in the hot tub the first time they meet, even just a finger, if you're, if their whole hand is big enough to hold your entire head would be like, you know, a lot more than you would expect probably. And if that's yeah. just a finger, then their whole penis yeah, is going to be. No, you're totally right. I feel like like in the ice because I feel like that would mean your finger is like normal penis size. yes no and so I, like <laughs> I hear you I feel like in ice planet barbarians it was clear that the women are like I don't know how that's gonna work you know yeah. there was at least like a mention of it but no I don't one feel like there's a worried. mention here 
I mean, um, I think they mentioned that like it's big, which like obviously, but I, I needed I needed more information. It's, it's not presented as a downside. I don't remember yeah. hearing anything about lube. No, no. And unless I'm misremembering, I'm gonna do a quick quick Kindle search. <laughs> I'm almost positive because the whole time I was asking myself, like, I, I mean, they're saying it's feeling good and that's good and I believe them, but how? No results for lube were found. Yeah. So I I guess in my head, I'm just going to accept that um, elf vaginas are maybe more versatile than your standard humans. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I. <laughs> good question. Um, keep asking questions. Being curious <laughs> is <important>. so important. <laughs> I, I don't have answers for you. That's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, do you have any fan casts? Okay. Yes. I came up with two. I don't know how good they are and they might involve, you might have to do some hair dyeing, but I think for, (laughs) I think for L'Oreal, I was thinking, um, I mean, we have to make their skin purple. So yeah, there's going to be some (laughs) CGI, some makeup stuff going on anyway. So surely hair dyer, like we'll be okay. But for L'Oreal, I was thinking um, Barbie Ferreira mm. from uh, Euphoria. And then for Silva, I was thinking Anya Taylor-Joy, but with brown hair. I feel like she's got a real elfish look to her. That's so funny because I have Anya Taylor-Joy for Riss. Oh, interesting. Okay, so she's like an obvious choice, maybe. Yeah. She's got, she's she's got an elf vibe. <laughs> I watched a video of her today when I was trying to figure out because I didn't watch beyond the first couple of episodes of the Queen's Gambit to see like oh, what was she so was good. like. I, I keep meaning to go back to it because I Honestly, was not the, like into it. It was really good for like a binge and when everybody was talking about it on Twitter, but honestly, like the cultural moment has passed. I don't even yeah. know if you really need to go back, but it was but, good. I liked it. And she's like, cool. the cultural moment passes for me for everything for literally everything. <laughs> and I've still found a lot of joy from things that I went back to after everyone else experienced them. So I don't know. That's a good, no, that's a good quality. I have like a bad habit. I think of like, if I can't read what everybody's saying about it on Twitter right now, then I don't care, <laughs> which is probably like, I'm making me miss out on a lot of stuff. I don't know. I, I get that because like, there's definitely like times that it's like, okay, I need to avoid the internet for a few days until yeah. I can catch up on this thing. And it's it's a lot to manage. For L'Oreal, I have Rachel Bloom from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, yeah. That's I can see that for sure. She could definitely deliver that huge panty speech with <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then for this, I have Anya Taylor-Joy, especially after seeing some scenes of her parting her face off by herself in Queen's Gambit. <laughs> oh yeah she like gets down in that house in queen's gambit just yeah yeah she could for sure i think <laughs> handle that, it. she could oh, no go ahead go ahead no you're good <laughs> i was going to say um i watched a video of anya taylor joy today in spanish like she was talking to i think vogue spain or something about what was in her bag and she had all these crystals and she's like <laughs> my bag is so heavy because i have all these crystals and people will just see me and i'll just have a bunch in my hand and i don't know i just love them and showing the books that she was reading and i thought she was adorable so i felt like i wanted risk to be played by someone really adorable 
because it would make it even better how filthy she was yeah yeah and well if um Anya Taylor-Joy's already got crystals in her purse she's probably down for you know a good some elf culture (laughs) yeah I think so and then for Silva I picked Ella Belinska from Charlie's Angels oh I don't know if I'm familiar with her I might have to give that a google she's got incredible bone structure and she just seems incredibly like poised and graceful she has what meg would call the sheen of money like i've I've never understood what that is and i don't know if she has money or comes from money but like to me i feel like that's what meg means like i can see i wouldn't be surprised if you told me that she like went to prep school or something because yeah he just has a very like classy yeah i feel like you can always like when i think of just hearing the phrase the sheen of money i can you can tell by the shininess of someone's hair if they have like the sheen of like generational wealth on them. Like if they've just got, which I think they even describe Silva in the book that she has really long, shiny hair, like a very Rory Gilmore, shiny, long brown hair. That's just like always kind of blown out. That's what I picture when I picture the sheen of money. Okay. But then that I could see that, but that's also fucked up for you and me because we have curly oh, yeah. hair and curly hair naturally reflects less light yeah. and is less shiny. Like you have to work at oh. it to make it shiny. Oh yeah, for sure. Which I, now that I've said that out loud is probably some also like internalized uh, kind of um, beauty white privilege, shit. beauty <laughs> standard stuff. Because you do think like Rory Gilmore is an example, like very long, shiny brown hair, and she was prep school and whatever. Mm-hmm. And like she did have generational wealth, and like who usually has generational wealth? It's white people. And so if you picture a wealthy person and you see shiny straight hair, you're picked. So yeah, that was um some internalized stuff I've just discovered in this yeah. moment, maybe. But people also- tend to discover a lot about themselves here. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. And also, also, you can probably relate to this on the curly hair front. I always got so frustrated when I was little, like movies like The Princess Diaries. I feel like there are a lot of other examples that it was always the ugly before they have mm-hmm. curly hair. That's always the like, oh, she's so ugly. What can we do to make her hot? And it's just straighten her hair. And it's it was always mm-hmm. very frustrating <laughs> to see and never made me feel good about yeah. my hair. I straightened my hair for like 15 years straight. Me too. Day. Me too. <laughs> and, chemical like straightening it was terrible like flat my hair yeah yeah and so I'm glad that we as a society and also me personally have been a little bit better I think about Mm -hmm. uh embracing (laughs) different hair types I think that's why I liked Ali Mishalka so much because she was like she just had curly hair and it was it wasn't a thing she has her whole career from Arrested Development to uh oh no what's that you're Um, thinking Aaliyah Shakat Oh, wait, who did you just say? Ali she also has be- Oh, oh, she also had really great curly hair. Mm-hmm. Alia Shawcott also has had curly hair her whole career, mm-hmm. and it's also very good. Um, mm-hmm. Alana Glazer. Yeah, yeah, we've, I feel like we've introduced some more curly hair into the cultural zeitgeist, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ella Belinsky is a Black woman. I just feel like I like making the... Um, old money elf lady be a black woman because 
tear down that obviously internalized stereotype that I just displayed. So yeah, exactly. Definitely. <laughs> no, but that's a thing. I totally understand. Yeah. Like, I honestly feel like so much of me feeling insecure growing up. Like I always thought that it was an economic thing. And then like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, I think it was a race thing. I think I felt like the, the weight of whiteness yeah. and not fitting that like crushing me slowly yeah and it's really weird that I wasn't aware of it until much much later so also just to quickly tie that back to the book it seemed like there were some uh real prejudices across species Mm -hmm. in this like interracial or not interracial interspecies relationships like seemed to be a little bit of an issue particularly for the elves so that was kind of Mm -hmm. interesting and it seemed like this little resort was kind of just like the place where those rules didn't really seem to apply. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like Cambrick Creek is kind of like an idyllic place where like all these species coexist happily. And yeah, you know, a minotaur can date a human woman and it's not super weird, but I also haven't read Morning Glory Milking Farm yet. This is the first CM Costa book I've read. So I don't know that much about what the dynamics of the town are. Yeah, it seems like maybe in certain areas, people kind of stick to their own species and then kind of more, I guess, in like urban centers, uh, it was a little more diverse. So sort of similar to real life, I guess. So I wanted to ask you, because you travel like a fair amount, where in your mind is Cambridge, is the resort? Like, what do you picture? Oh, that's a good question. I pictured like a very, very wooded, kind of like twinkle lighty honestly I think if I were gonna pick somewhere that I've been that I would place it in I think I would place it in Scotland oh interesting which very green like very lush kind of like just sort of hazy and like romantic and kind of old like cobblestoney streets but like if you go out into the countryside very green very lush there's a lot of lakes and water so I think that's where I would put it in my head of places I've been to. I like that. I feel like an orc would have a Scottish accent for some reason. That yeah. Works. Yeah, I agree. But who I'm trying to place in my head after you said it earlier, the Matthew McConaughey thing, it just connected to my head. Um, who was the actor? He was in PS. I love you. He has either a Scottish Gerard or Butler. I would love for Gerard Butler. Maybe to Gerard Butler voice. is totally an orc. Yeah, I think he would make a great cash. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so good. Okay, I'm glad that we got like at least one male fan cast because I, I could not think of them. And I can't like think yeah, of- Yeah, who's, who's like a creep that could play Tate? Who's like a, a notorious Hollywood kind of skeezy dude? I feel like there has to be somebody. I don't know, Alex Pettifer? I feel I like he- I know who that is. He fell off. He was in the first Magic Mike movie. He was the oh. one- Channing Tatum was like training but he like was a loose cannon gotcha and what about like like a like a scars guard maybe a scars guard brother they kind of have that weird like sort of ominous smile sometimes I think maybe I'm just thinking of the one that was in it (laughs) and he kind of has a creepy smile so you're thinking more clown than vampire yeah I think so okay but I guess they did talk a lot about too many teeth which is maybe more of a vampire thing. He said he kept mm. 
really harping on how many teeth he had. I mean, I haven't seen the Skarsgård brothers next to each other. I feel like in my head, Alexander's physicality would be more orc-like because I picture the clown brother being really skinny. But I also did not realize until very recently that Adam Driver is like built like a door because his face, I have said many (laughs) times that his face to me gives scrawny. So like, I did not make the connection. Well, did you see his, I think it was Gucci. Did you see the Gucci ad where he was like with the horse on the beach? I saw he looks like from it. Okay. Well, the video is absolutely absurd. And if anything, I guess maybe he needs to be in that Minotaur book that you're mentioning (laughs) because like, there's this one shot where it literally looks like he's this centaur and he's so like boxy. And I always really picture him in that picture that went viral from Star Wars where his pants were too Mm -hmm. high waisted. And yeah, he has a very interesting um, body and like moves it around in a very interesting (laughs) way. Yeah. Okay. Very much like centaur vibes. This is fascinating. I'm going to find that commercial and put it in the show notes. It's really something (laughs) i'll also put that cute anya taylor joy video on there because i just found it delightful yeah i don't don't think i've seen her in any interviews so i'm curious to kind of see her personality a little bit more i'll have to look that up i saw her doing an award show carpet with matt smith and there were some rumors that she was dating matt smith and i don't know if that's true or not i feel like matt smith and Anya Taylor Joy would visually make a really good couple. I feel like they would mm-hmm. just look really good standing next to each other. Before we go on that tangent, what was the last celebrity couple that you obsessively stalked to try to figure out what was going <laughs> on with them, really? Oh, um, I was very invested in the Ben Affleck. Um, oh, no, I'm going to blank on her name from Knives Out. Um, oh, Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas. I was very invested in their relationship. She like the pictures after they broke up where she had made like a cardboard cutout of herself and Ben Affleck was like shoving them in the dumpster and like all of their like Duncan walks during the pandemic. And uh, yeah, I was very invested in that. And like, I'm honestly not a huge JLo fan. And like, I know everybody's really happy they're back together, but like, I, I was really, really invested with him and Ana Darmus. Do you think the JLo relationship is real? I genuinely think at least he is deeply in love with her and has been all of these years. <laughs> I think it's real. I think that they are deeply in love. She has said in interviews years ago, like that she was still very good friends with Ben and that they still like congratulated each other on their professional accomplishments all the time. And I always filed that away because I was like, hmm. There's something still there. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for them. And like, as much as I was obsessed with him and Ana de Armas, I do think they were put together as kind of a publicist thing because they were in a movie together that got pushed back because of the dilemma or the pandemic. And I think it got- (laughs) The Pandemi Lovato. The Pandemi Lovato pushed back Ben and Ana's movie. And I think they'd like gotten together and they're like, we'll date for all of our press junket stuff. And then they were like, shit, our movie's not coming out. Mm -hmm. We don't know how long the pandemic's gonna last let's like ride it out for a minute and then eventually they were like it's that movie's gonna come out in like 2024 like forget it Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh they were fun to watch (laughs) yeah I really liked them together I thought like you know she might be the one for him but and she's she was so good in Knives Out I really Mm -hmm. like her as an actress and she seems like a fun person and he's just such a good 
meme like Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of his Duncan orders all of his like sad cigarettes outside and I think that's how you know that him and JLo maybe really are happy because like there's no sad cigarette pictures of him coming out right now it's just like him on a boat with JLo looking happier than ever (laughs) there was one happy cigarette photo that came out they were walking (laughs) down the street and he was smoking a cigarette and he just looks like the like he just won the lottery (laughs) I mean so happy well, I, I'm rooting for them, even though, like I said, I'm not the hugest JLo. I, I don't just like JLo as like a personality and a person. I'm just not like crazy about her music, I guess is what yeah. it is. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's whatever. I think she's more talented as an actress than as a musician. I would a million percent agree. And I actually, now that I think about it, there are several of her movies that I do really enjoy um, monster-in-law just popped up on like my recommended on some streaming thing the other day I was like maybe I need to watch monster-in-law it's been a couple years my couple that I've recently been fixated on well I'm just like beginning my research but I'm pretty sure that Sabrina Carpenter and Joshua Bassett have broken up because she put out a clip of new music and she was singing the sad song about how you know she was saying the song you're good at the falling but not at the staying there oh yeah that's a pretty pretty cryptic but also like very pointed (laughs) lyric for sure so um no I was definitely getting vibes of like oh no they're done and like this is her driver's license or she's gonna try to make it her driver's license we can only hope that it produces such a level of art (laughs) that I just be I want them to have a duet her and Olivia that would be Oh yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Cause throughout oh. the whole thing, I just felt like, you know, they should just date each other. Like this guy is not interesting at all. Yeah. That would be like a really nice kind of like full circle kind of conclusion moment. Okay. Is there anything that you want to plug or recommend? Um, oh man, you asked me this last time and I got caught off guard and this time I should have thought. <laughs> Sorry, I should have, I should have said no, something. Okay. Um, you can I plug just... your merch line that you designed. Oh, everybody go buy some cute make out already merch. There's lots of fun stuff. I just got my mug and my sticker in the mail and it was so nice of Liz and Meg to ask me to help them out with it. And it was really fun. And I think it all turned out really cute. So everybody it, check it out. <laughs> it turned out beyond our wildest dreams. Which sticker did you get? I just got the logo sticker. I was walking around earlier. I just got it today. I got the mug a couple of days ago and I was just like holding the sticker onto stuff today to be like, <laughs> where's, where's the place that I put it? I I've got to find the right spot for it. But, um, I was excited. They came. I've not seen the stickers in person yet. I need to get some. Oh, they, oh yeah. They turned out really fun. It's a nice size too. Mm-hmm. I think for like a, a laptop or a water bottle, it's a good, good size to stick on there. Thank you so much for coming on and for being game to read about orc penises and <laughs> orc penis-sized fingers with me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me and thanks for my first introduction into any romance novel at all, but particularly fantasy romance, which I don't think is something I would have ever thought to pick up otherwise, but had a lot of fun with. So, so now that I know that that was your first and you weren't completely appalled by it, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pick something that would probably be more your speed and recommend it to you. I will send you a list. Please do. I wasn't appalled at all. I thought it was a lot of fun. <laughs> all right. You can find us everywhere at Makeout Already Pod. And until next time, air kisses. Bye.